Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Down the block, Andrew Jump. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and one. Hey guys, welcome back to the Guru Podcast. Today we're going to have a look at this injury to Jaden Braley. Now, I've seen a lot of uh, Supercoach pages, Rugby League pages, everything talking about, you know, the main thing out of this is who's going to replace him in the 2022 season. Sort of comes down to two guys. You've got young Chris Rowney, you've got Kurt Mann. For me, uh, as much as this is an important issue, and we will go into it after this, I don't think it's the most important issue. Uh, I think that this could have huge ramifications on not only the Newcastle Knights in 2022, but their long-term future as well. And I'm going to explain to you why. Now, Jaden Braley, a champion player. He's been sensational. Obviously did an ACL in 2020 last year, came back and was arguably uh, the Knights' form player for the first half of the season. Kind of dropped off to some extent in the back end of the season, but, you know, it was a real breakout year for him. He was incredibly impressive. I've said a number of times in this podcast that I thought he was a very meat-and-potatoes hooker without much of an upside to him. Um, completely egg all over my face last year. He brained it. He looked like a proper hooker in the NRL who isn't going to miss a tackle and who is going to put points on the scoreboard. So he was sensational. I was so impressed with him. I've said a number of times that if you would have said to me four years ago, who's going to be the more creative hooker, I would have said Blake, number one, two, Daylight, three, Jaden. I'm not too sure anymore. I think Jaden was very impressive last year and showed me a skill set that, to be honest with you, I didn't think he had. So a massive year from him. Sort of tapered off at the end, but that's the reality of young football as he was coming off an ACL as well. So a lot going into it. Now, to do his Achilles uh, in the 2022 preseason is a big hit. Obviously, for Jaden Braley, that's uh, massive. That's devastating stuff. Uh, it looks like, from what I've gathered, uh, mainly from the NRL physio, it looks to be like a five to eight month uh, recovery period. Now, five to eight months... You know, obviously, eight months, that's, you know, that, that's a long recovery time. From what I've gathered, it seems more than likely he will return a little bit earlier than that. Uh, we saw Carl Lawton, he did it in five months. Darius Boyd did it in five months. Sean Johnson, I remember when he came back, it felt like he had been out for an age, and he did it in seven months. So there's also Connor Watson, he did it in seven months a few years ago, but it should be noted that the game he returned in uh, was a trial match. That was the first game he could possibly play in. So we don't really know if Connor was 
you know, actually available two months before that, but it was off season or whatever. So, I mean, I would sort of say five to six months would be my sort of guess. Five months, probably on the earlier side of things. Not many guys returning um, in five before five months. So I would say that's sort of our estimation. Now, when I have a look, this Newcastle Knights side, I know a lot of people have sort of got the Knights as a side. Do they make the finals? Don't they? For me, without Mitchell Pearce, I didn't have them in the finals. And I think they're really going to struggle. And I think they're in a little bit of trouble over the next few years. Pearce is a massive loss. They need to find a seven and a six. Obviously, you've got Jake Clifford there. I assume he's going to be the seven. Um, Jake Clifford played really well at the back end of last season. But I'm not totally convinced uh, that Jake Clifford is going to be a franchise halfback that can step in and replace Pierce. And that's unfair on Jake Clifford, but it's also the reality of his situation and the reality of the situation the Newcastle Knights find themselves in. So as much as Jake Clifford has played great, he couldn't have played much better, to be perfectly honest with you. I'm not overly convinced he's the guy moving forward. People have said, oh, Andrew Johns is walking in there. It'll be okay. Yeah, look, I, I think Joey will help the situation. There's no, there's no doubt about that. He's not going to hinder. But I'm not sure if he's going to be able to elevate Jake Clifford to a whole new level where they're able to play finals footy. I just don't see it. You've got to work out who's going to play 5-8. Kurt Mann was one of the front runners for that jersey. It looks like he could spend time at 9 now. So now you're trying to work out who your halfback is and who your hooker is. Now, if you take out KP, the next best guy in their spine by a country mile was Jaden Braley. You could argue that for parts of last year, Braley was the best player in their spine. Losing him is massive because it also has a domino effect into the halves because it means that you're probably going to lose a Kurt Mann. Now, the effect that losing Braley is going to have is that they're going to lack direction once again. They were already going to lack a lot of direction without Pierce. With all due respect to Jaden Braley, even when Pierce wasn't there, they were a little bit rampant. They were very hard to keep track of. They were very hard to watch at times. Braley was really good around the ruck, which I think sort of band-aided a lot of issues that the Newcastle Knights had. Take him out of the piece. And I'm assuming you put in a guy like Chris Randall. I think he'll be the starting nine. Whether he plays 80 minutes, I probably doubt it. Every single week, I think he'll be about a 60-minute guy. I think you'll see Kurt Mann play a little bit of nine. But for me, Randall, he doesn't quite have the same high-end attacking ability. Uh, I went back and had a look at some old tapes of Randall over the last few years in reserve grade uh, yesterday, actually. And um, obviously... 2018, he played a heap of hooker. Defensively, he's unbelievable. There's no doubt in that. We all know he made 71, 75, whatever it was, tackles on debut. He's a great defensive player. Attacking-wise, I was a little bit worried. Um, went back and watched 2018. Uh, two try assists, one try. You know, three force dropouts from 13 games. Not huge. 2019, he actually played a bit in the halves. I watched a few of those games. He has got a bit of a skill set. He actually has got a bit of a kicking game as well. So, um, I'm a little bit higher on Randall than what I was. But I still don't think... Randall is at the same level as Jaden Braley. He's also going to be his first full year of first grade or his first, like, you know, first 14 weeks or whatever it's going to be. It's going to be really grueling on the body. Without Pierce, I'm a little bit worried. Now, the thing that worries me the most, though, and I think people are sort of sleeping on this. Now, if he comes back, if Braley returns in five months, that'll see him return around about round 12, round 13, yeah? Now, round 13, they've got a bye. Round 14, they play the Penrith Panthers. Round 15, they play the Canberra Raiders in Canberra. Round 16, they play the Gold Coast Titans in Newcastle, I believe. Now, the important thing about that round 16 game is that it falls on July the 1st. That is the day after June 30th. Now, June 30 has obviously been an important day in rugby league for a long time, but I think as far as the Newcastle Knights go, 
June 30, 2022 could be one of the most important days in the Newcastle Knights' recent history. That is the day that Kalen Ponga decides if he takes his two-year extension with the Knights or not. Now, for me, I'm really worried about KP leaving Newcastle. I've been very vocal about that. I've said that if he's there in three years, I will be shocked. I just can't see him staying there, especially now that Pierce has gone. That was always my argument, that if Mitchell Pierce isn't going to be there and I'm KP, I think I've got to look elsewhere. I think I've got to take care of myself. Mitchell Pierce has now left. We have seen the Newcastle Knights without Mitchell Pierce. It is not overly pretty. We've seen Kalen Pong without Mitchell Pierce. Also not overly pretty when he's playing for Newcastle. So for me, there's red flags there. Now we see them without a hooker. Now it just got even harder. They've probably just lost one of, if not their best defensive player. And when you take Pierce out of it, they've just lost one of, if not a top two, top three attacking player in their team right now. After KP, you know, maybe after Clifford, you could argue, but I think you could argue that Jaden Braley's on top of him too. He's real, He's one of their real creative guys and he creates points around the ruck. He gets them on the front foot. So this is going to be a massive loss. Now, let's, you know, I think it's safe to assume that unless Jaden Braley returns in miracle sort of time, he is going to be out for at least the first 10 weeks or so, at least the first 10 weeks. Now, in the first eight weeks of the 2022 season, Russell Knights play the Sydney Roosters, the Penrith Panthers, the Cronulla Sharks, the Manly Seagulls, the Parramatta Eels, and the Melbourne Storm. For me, all six of those teams are going to be top eight teams. I'm pretty happy to lock all of those in to be top eight teams. The only team that wasn't a top eight team last year uh, was the Cronulla Sharks. I'm pretty confident that they will be a good enough defensive side to crack the top eight this year. So for me, in the first eight weeks, the Newcastle Knights, without Mitchell Pearce and without Jaden Braley, six of the top eight teams in the first eight weeks. The other games they play, I don't have them written down in front of me here, but off the top of my head, one of them was North Queensland. Pretty good there, but it's in North Queensland, so it's not really an easy game. They're going to go up there in the heat. It's going to be tough. It's a home game for the Cowboys. Far from ideal. I think the other one is the Dragons. God knows what the Dragons are going to look like. We know that they tend to start seasons reasonably well, so they will be an interesting side as well. I don't think that is a locked-in win for Newcastle. I don't think the Cowboys is a locked-in win for Newcastle either. I sort of had them as a bottom four team before the Braley injury occurred. I just think Pierce is going to be a catastrophic loss for them. Now I am seriously, seriously worried. Now let's say... They come at, like, I, I personally, uh, and, and I've been reasonably negative on, on the Newcastle Knights without Pierce. I can't see them winning any of those six games against the Roosters, the Penrith Panthers, the Sharks, the Manly Seagulls, the Eels, and the Storm. I can't see them winning those games. Let's say, though, that they win the other two games, which I believe are against the Dragons and against uh, the North Queensland Cowboys. Let's give them those wins. All of a sudden, they're two and six after eight weeks, uh, and you've still got Jaden Braley, who is still on the way you know, a few weeks away at least. That's if he comes back in a short amount of time, which is five months like some of these other guys have. It could be seven months like Sean Johnson. It could be more. We don't know. But let's say that they are two and six, and then they've got a few weeks to go until he returns. You've got Kalen Ponga sitting there trying to make a decision. Is this the place I'm going to be for the next two years of my career, for the next two crucial years of my career at the same time? his phone is going to be running hot. Wayne Bennett will be ringing him and saying, I have been signing fucking no one over the last few months. I've got five signings at the moment. 
He'll probably have more by then, but I'm not sure who's going to be the marquee guy that he's going to get. For me, I was looking at Cam Munster. I can't see him leaving the Melbourne Storm at the moment. I think he's on a good track there. I think he will stay. I think Wayne Bennett will be focusing on getting KP to the Dolphins. Now, he's going to ring up there with an absolute heap of money. He's going to have so much money to spend because he hasn't really splashed it anywhere else. So there's going to be a lot of pressure on KP as to where he goes, what he does. If I am sitting... At the Newcastle Knights, and we're two from six, sorry, two and six from our first eight games, and we've been slapped around by these top teams, which I personally think will happen without Braley and without Pierce. I'll tell you what, I've got to start thinking about my future and thinking about going elsewhere. We've already seen the Newcastle Knights obviously want to keep him here. There, they are keen as mustard on him, which they should be. He is the best superstar they can get right now. They have him inside the building. We've already seen them come out and say that they're going to give his father a job as you know a consultant of the NRLW. You know, I personally don't have a huge problem with it. But when they announced that, they also came out and said we're going to sue the ass off anyone. Like they're already getting defensive about it. For me, it already smells a little bit desperate from Newcastle. I mean, there was no reason for them to come on the front foot like that. There was no reason for them to get defensive like that. I think it sort of shows that the Newcastle Knights are a little bit worried about losing their boy, Caelan Ponga. Now, they've already had Connor Watson leave, which, of course, is going to hurt even more now that they don't have a hooker. He would have been straight in to play hooker. I still think Chris Randall will do a good job. But, geez, if you could have thrown Connor Watson in there... It's a completely different ball game. You've got a really high attacking upside guy who is a solid defender who has got serious X factor about him. Losing him is going to be massive. He's best mates with KP. He's now left. I think that it's all starting to change in Newcastle. Kalen Ponga is going to come back into round one. He's going to look around and Connor's not going to be there. Mitchell Pierce isn't going to be there. He's going to have a rookie nine. He's going to have, you know, pretty inexperienced halves. There's not going to be a heap around him going on. He gets Dane Gagai, which is sensational. But it sounds like Dane Gagai is going to be playing right center. Where does Kalen Ponga not really play down the right edge? He tends to play down the left side. So for me, I'm not sure how much changes to this Newcastle side. I think last year, one of their strong points was that they had Mitch Barnett out on the left edge. That was fantastic for him as well. It looks like Lachlan Fitzgibbon has that role sewed up. It looks like Fitzgibbon's one of the favorites up there. So for me, that also helped hurts KP. Looks like he probably won't be goal-kicking there. He's going to be scoring less points. Not that that's a huge influence realistically, but just something else to consider. I am really worried about the Newcastle Knights holding on to KP. I am very, very worried. If, let's say, let's say that Jaden Braley makes a return when we're all hoping round 13 they've got to buy. Even if he's back round 14, they play the Panthers. I'm sorry, even with Braley, if if you could fly Pierce back from France and let him play the Penrith Panthers in round 14, I'm still backing Penrith. I'm still backing Penrith in that game. Round 15, they play the Canberra Raiders in Canberra. That's the week that KP has to decide... Does my future lie at the Newcastle Knights or am I going elsewhere? And he has to go down to Canberra to take on the Raiders. Now, the Raiders, were they sensational last year? No, they weren't. They underachieved unbelievably. They really didn't fall that far below the Newcastle Knights on the ladder, to be perfectly honest with you. If they improve or just get back to where they were to some extent, I think they will jump the Newcastle Knights. And I think that a game in Canberra, cold Canberra, smack in the middle of winter, I'm probably backing the Raiders in there. I probably am, let's be honest here. Another tough game for the Newcastle Knights on the eve of deciding what Kalen Ponga is going to do because they desperately need him to stay. 
I said on Kempi's podcast a few months ago that I was really worried about this and that the first few weeks of the season are going to be some of the biggest in the, in the franchise's history. I think it just got bigger. I honestly think it just got bigger. And when you look at that draw, it is going to be a very tough gig for the Newcastle Knights to do well early. Kurt Mann was going to be one of the guys that we were going to see jump into a few different positions. It looks like he's going to be the 14 now. So once again, that just hurts how you're going to utilize, how you're going to use your positions, where you're going to use guys. For me, I don't think Kurt Mann is a nine. I'm not sure what he is, to be perfectly honest with you. I think he played his best footy when he's playing 5'8", but that was with Mitchell Pierce outside him. So once again, inside him, sorry. So once again, not having Pierce is proving to be an issue, and I think it's going to prove to be a massive issue this year. I'll just go through your draw with them. Let's say he returns after the round 13 bye. The reality is with Jaden Braley, I don't think you're going to rush him back in. Even when he does get back in, I would say it's going to take him a few weeks to find his feet, get his match fitness, and Achilles injury. He's not going to be running for a very long time. So it's going to take a lot of time, a lot of effort, especially in the position that he plays and the way that he plays, knocking up 50 tackles most games. Now, round one, they play the Sydney Roosters. I've got that down as an L. Round two, they play the Tigers. I think they can potentially win that. It's the first game in Newcastle. But once again, without Braley, without Mitchell Pearce, I, I, I think it's a coin toss. I, 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 you know, I think they can win it, but I'm not confident they will. Round three, they play the Penrith Panthers in Bathurst. Round four, they play the Sharks. Round five, they play the Seagulls. Thank God it's at Newcastle, not at Brookvale. Uh, round six, they play the Dragons. Round seven, they play the Parramatta Eels. Round eight, they play the Melbourne Storm. Round nine, that's when you get this Cowboys game up in North Queensland, though. Round ten... Is Magic Crown, they play the Canterbury Bulldogs up there. I mean, the Bulldogs, I think they're going to be a much better side than what they were last year. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Granted, the Knights made the finals. Bulldogs got the spoon. But I think the way that the Bulldogs have recruited and based on who the Knights have lost, I think they're going to be a lot closer. Brisbane Broncos, another team that finished lower than the Knights, but based on their recruitment, they've gained one of the best halfbacks in rugby league. Newcastle's lost one of the best halfbacks and hookers in rugby league. I mean, I don't think that's a that's a definite win for them in any way, shape, or form. Form Round 12, they played the New Zealand Warriors. Um, that's up at Redcliffe. God knows by then it could be in New Zealand. I probably doubt it, but it could be potentially. Still, Warriors with Sean Johnson back, Reese Walsh in this side, all the big forwards they've got. I don't think that'll be an easy game for Newcastle either. Then they've got the bye. Then they roll into Penrith and the Canberra Raiders. So, I mean, let's say... I mean, I, I was looking at the NRL physio, and he sort of said, what did he say? I'll read it to you now. By the way, the NRL physio has a um, a Patreon where he's putting up extra information about players' injuries and whatnot. I highly advise you get on it. Some of the best value you will spend. Some of the words that he used here. An early range of round 15 to 19 would likely be the estimate for Bailey's for Braley's return. If he is able to get back on the park at around the five to six month mark post op, he may he may be limited in his acceleration off the defensive line, but otherwise I would expect him to perform well in his role almost immediately. In a further silver lining, the injury re-risk is low too, with evidence just three to five three to six percent of athletes will re-rupture their Achilles uh, after undergoing surgical repair. So he is sort of saying 
that they, they will he, he will return around about round 15 to 19. Round 15, they play the Raiders. If he returns round 15, that is going to be one week that Caelan Ponga is going to see the Newcastle Knights with Jaden Braley back before he has to decide where his future lies. I think by that point, the Newcastle Knights could honestly have three to five wins at maximum on their, on their, on their draw. I, I think they're going to really struggle early. I, I think there's a r- number of tough games there. And the, the tough games, they come early. Like round one against the Sydney Roosters. The Roosters finally, with all their troops back, they're going to be fit and firing. That's at the SCG as well. The Roosters don't tend to lose at the SCG. Penrith are out there at Bathurst. They've got a good record out there. Cronulla at home. Manly, <laughs> Parramatta, Melbourne. It's going to be a tough gig. And that's all in the first eight weeks. Mate, this Newcastle side, they could have their heart broken in the first eight weeks. I, I, I've i sort of said that I, I think at best they can finish this first eight weeks with a two and six record. If they're any lower than two and six, that season is done. It's over. It's over. They're not, they are not waiting on an Andrew Johns to return into this side. They're not waiting for a Brad Fittler to return in this side. They're waiting for a really handy hooker who played really well at the start of last year but did fade at the back end of it. This team, they haven't got a saviour walking back into their side. This isn't a wait till Mitchell Pearce comes back, then we'll be okay. Pearcey is gone. This Newcastle side, I think they are going to struggle in the early pieces. And this just shows, well, if I'm right about this, it just shows how important that seven jersey is. Because I look at that Newcastle side, I think everywhere else, they've got a really good side. They've got two strike centers. They've got Bradman Best. They've got Dane Gagai. They've got a great front row in the two Saifedis and David Clemmer. I love Barnett. I love Frizzell. I like Lachlan Fitzgibbon. I mean, there is a heap of talent in this team. But it's your key spine positions and having a guy that can stand up in the biggest stages and deliver. For me right now, Kalen Ponga probably isn't quite that guy. He's incredibly close to being that guy. And maybe all of this forces him into a corner and he has to fight his way out of it and he turns into that guy and he starts to take responsibility for it. But the other thing I will add in is that if they have one more injury in their spine, which, let's be honest here, it's the NRL... They've already lost Jaden Braley. They don't have Mitchell Pierce. A ball hasn't even been kicked yet. A trial hasn't even been played. If they have one or two more injuries somewhere, Newcastle, they could be in an absolute shitstorm very quickly. Could you imagine if KP goes down at some point? Had a couple of injuries last year. I mean, if that happens again and he's sitting on the sidelines watching this side, I'm not sure if they win a game of football without KP. I'm honestly not sure if they win a game of football if KP isn't on the field. That's where I've sort of got Newcastle sitting at the moment. And once again... It is a strange thing to say because the rest of the squad is solid. The rest of the squad is great. But they need Mitchell Pearce, Caelan Pong, and Jaden Braley. They're going to kick off this season without Braley, without Pearce. It all comes down to KP. The other beauty of this is that it makes it a little bit easier for opposition teams playing Newcastle. You know who you have to focus on. It was Mitch Pearce and KP before. Now, you just need to lock down Pearce. They're not going to score too many... Sorry, you just need to lock down KP. There's not too many points they're going to score that aren't going to come from Caelan Ponga. In my opinion, I could be wrong. If they lose one of these front rowers, one of the Saifidi boys or David Clemmer, probably the Saifidi boy is much more important now. But once again, you go forward, we'll struggle. Injuries are going to happen. This Newcastle Knights system, as bad as it looks now, the reality is knowing the NRL, knowing how injuries go, there's a good chance it's probably going to get worse before Jaden Braley returns. And that is going to be the huge test for them. I am very, very nervous about the Newcastle Knights in 2022. I was very nervous about them when Jaden Braley was playing 80 minutes for 26 weeks. Now that he's not going to be there till potentially around 15, 16, and that is the exact time where Caelan Ponga has to make a decision whether his future lies at the Newcastle Knights or not, 
I am worried about the long-term future of the Newcastle Knights. It has me seriously alarmed. And as I said at the start of the year, in the preseason, end of last year, I don't think KP will be there long, long term. Now I am seriously, seriously worried about it. And I know it's not what Newcastle fans want to hear, and I understand that. They can message me and tell me to fuck off, and that's completely fine. We'll wear that on the chin. This is just how I see it playing out. And if I was KP, I am answering that call from Wayne Bennett. I am taking that bag of money up there, and I'm trying to build something special up there. He is a Queenslander. It would just be perfect up there to link up with Wayne Bennett. God knows where Adam O'Brien's going to be in the next year or so. I like him. I think he's good at what he does. But... Good God, it is going to be tough for him. Coming into this season without Mitch Pearce, sort of lost him out of his control. Sort of lost Mitch Pearce off the back of everything Mitch Pearce has went through that I think he just wants his end his career peacefully, to be perfectly honest with you. So it's tough on Adam O'Brien. I just, I think that Kalen Ponga, he has to do the best thing by Kalen Ponga. Personally, I would rather go to the Dolphins, play under Wayne Bennett, have Peter O'Sullivan there to recruit guys and try and do my very best to build something new up there. As a Queenslander, I think he would be welcomed. I think at Newcastle, they're going to be battling away for a couple of years. I just think it will be a big struggle. And personally, if I was KP, I would be leaving. Whether it's Rugby Union, whether it's Dolphins, whatever it might be, I would be looking elsewhere. As far as who's going to play hooker in 2022, I personally think they'll go with Chris Randall. Um, 97% tackle efficiency, incredibly impressive. 71 tackles on his first grade debut, the most by anyone on their debut. Incredibly impressive. I was worried that he was a little bit meat and potatoes. Went back and watched some of his cup games. 13 games in 2018. One try. Three force dropouts. Two tries. This average 35 tackles. Not great. Some of those games did come off the bench and stuff, so don't read too far into the 35 tackles. When he played 80 minutes was going 45 to 55 tackles. 2019, they had a bit of a weird side, Newcastle and reserve grade. He actually played in the halves a little bit, and he kicked a bit, which I was impressed by. I didn't think he had that in him. So maybe he does have a bit more attacking upside than what I'm giving him credit for. But if a guy's going to make 55, 60 tackles in the NRL, especially the Newcastle Knights, I don't think they're going to have the ball all that much. I think he'll be pushing 55 tackles a game. I think you're going to have to carry a 14 that can come on and play hooker. Personally, I think that'll be Kurt Mann. Uh, I think he might have been better suited to playing in the halves, but I don't think they're going to have much of a choice here. There's not too many good hookers that are on the market. There's not too many good halves that are on the market. So Kurt Mann, he all of a sudden becomes pretty important. Whether you play him at 6, whether you play him at 14, whether you play him at 9, I'm not sure. Personally... I would be going with Chris Randall. I would have Kurt Mann in jersey 14. But, geez, it is going to be a tough gig whichever way Newcastle go. For me, who's going to replace Jaden Braley isn't the biggest issue. It's how the Newcastle Knights are going to go in the first 15 weeks when they're trying to when they're trying to convince their superstar in Kalen Ponga to stay at the Newcastle Knights when he is going to have money and opportunity thrown at him left, right and centre. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 